everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio Experience. Today's episode is a segment from the most recent Marketing of the Now episode where Gary sits down with people to discuss the future of NFTs and Ethereum. We hope you enjoy. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Next up, we've got Mike Winkleman, known by many as people. Mike what? is an artist living in Charleston, South Carolina, who has been at the forefront of digital art for the last 20 years. He is best known for the Everyday's project in which he has created a picture from the start to finish for 14 plus years. This year, Christie's Auction House offered an NFT of a compilation of these images entitled The First 5,000 Days, which sold for $69.3 million. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> I love how both of us are shaking our head at that. Like when she said that, both of us are just like, Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Mike, you you put in the work for a decade plus. You taught yourself, you got better at drawing, you you figured out that karma and giving worked. Your earliest breakthroughs were through these, you know, visual visual jockeying, kind of video jockeying for the music world. You know, I see a lot of people have a, you know, anytime you're going to do something like sell a piece of digital art first and early when the world knows nothing about NFTs for that kind of number, of course, we have to have compassion for society to have a ridiculous overreaction in the other way saying, who is this guy that's, makes sense. On the flip side, for me, I see a very different story. I see a man who committed to his craft, who did it for 14 years, who got better and better at his craft, who had the natural storytelling talent and then recognized an innovation change that he was able to apply against and built momentum. Thoughts? I think, I, I think you forgot the luck part there. There's a little luck. There's a little luck. There, there, listen, the, you know, people that work hard push against luck and, and I get why. But of course, luck. You were lucky to be born. Your mom and dad had sex at the right moment. That was 400 trillion to one, people. There you go. There you I go. was born That's in the Soviet Union and you know, was born at a time where they were going to let people out. I mean, luck is, I'm lucky a tree didn't fall on my head. It's true. That's true. Okay, enough about my parents having sex. Let's get it. I've got a bunch of questions, too. Um, You're asking questions? Yes, I have questions, too. She copied me. Respect. Go ahead. Okay. So why did you do the V friends on Ethereum? It was, you know, Ethereum is a platform I invested in, in 2017, 16. It was the place I was most comfortable with. I believe in Ethereum. You know, I myself believe that in the platform long-term, um, uh, the, the team at NFT 42 that I decided to work with were Ethereum on-chain OGs, so they felt most comfortable. I looked at Wax. I didn't really look at Flow, mainly because I was just cheering for, the, like they had their own, I was like, Flow's busy, right? They've got NBA Top Shot. I love Rohan, but I, I didn't really look. I looked at Wax a little bit. I just felt, I never, you know, I've said already on here, I only feel comfortable in doing things I understand a little bit more. I was concerned about the gas fees. I was concerned about, you know, you know, the environmental aspects I spent a lot of time on. I I spent time, I, it's where I personally felt most comfortable. Are there any of the private blockchains that you're like excited about? It sounds like not super huge at the moment. Or are you just oh, actually, sort of like actually, act, actually, yesterday I had a team with, uh, meeting with my team, Phil, AJ, others, and said, all right, guys, now that I'm kind of like over step one, 
my biggest passion is to really dig deep and get my own opinions on Polka Dot, Cosmos, you know, um, Cardano, Solana. Like I wanna really learn, like I, I don't view, I, I think it's impossible that in six years, it's just Ethereum. Yeah. So. See, that's the thing that I'm kind of like going back and forth on just cause it's kind of like at these prices, especially I, I if, if NFTs are still around, which I do think they will be, like, I feel like Ethereum's gonna be the last one to go. Like, it's gonna be like, uh, it's hard for me to imagine a private blockchain overtaking Ethereum. Like, I'm, inc- I'm, so- incredibly, I'm incredibly bullish on Ethereum, but tomorrow Sally might announce something and after a hundred hours of work, I'm gonna be like, oh my God. But no, I think, I think Ethereum has crossed into the and category, meaning it's going to be Ethereum and whatever else happens. Exactly. That's and, what so, I and that's why, I, that's where I feel, you know, passionate about. And people, so looking at them long-term, that's why it's very yeah. hard. Yeah, I get it. People, what, um. I have one more question. A, one more question. I I'll, I'll ask that. one and you jump back. Okay. As a human, you've had this incredibly once in a lifetime moment. You're, you're a couple of weeks, months, you know, a month or so plus away, you know, removed from it. What's different, because there has to be something, it can't all be the same. What's different today than six months ago and what's exactly the same? Because I think it's, for a lot of people here, they may win the lottery, they may have something tough happen, an adversity or something amazing happen. And I think hearing something this jarring of a life change might help somebody in what they're going through right now, which is why I ask. So what's different and what's the same? Um, The same is that I don't know. I'm still like very focused on making digital art, super excited about it. And sort of like, I didn't move, I didn't go buy a bunch of crazy crap. Like it's sort of in a lot of respects, there's a lot that didn't change. Um, What did change is now I have employees and I'm doing kind of all the same things to a degree, but on different sort of scale and sort of a different, um, yeah, it's just like I'm doing most of the things I was doing. Obviously, I was not making physical objects before NFT, and that's a big, big difference from what I'm doing now. Um, but it's it's kind of very similar to what I was doing before, just on you know a, a much sort of like broader scale and, and and with a lot more sort of like collaboration and people kind of like helping me. But otherwise, it's sort of like I don't feel like it's sort of like my life has taken a vastly different direction. It just feels like accelerated. And to be quite honest, I actually thought this would happen. Uh, Not to this level this quickly, but I actually thought that when I hit 20 years of every days, people would pay way more attention than they were. And so I I thought that I would have some sort of like national level attention when I hit 20 years. And so it happened quicker than I thought. For you. I was always sort of like, I'm not going to stop doing this people will catch up to where you were you more emotional when you saw your art in the wild and that trip that you took to Hong Kong or more when you got your first big sale in NFT land this year. Mm. That is, by the way, I'm going to let you ask your question now because that pause alone is what I was looking for and kind of knew it would be true. Yeah. I don't know. They're just different. It was kind of like, it was, it was sort of like, they're both just different forms of kind of like, they're both different forms of like external validation, but at the same time, I really feel like external validation is this fucking, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, 
it's a, it's a uh, bittersweet. It's one yeah. of these things where it's good, but it can also be like, yeah, don't get too fucking focused on this external validation. I know when I do something that's good, and I know when I do something that's bullshit, and it has nothing to do with what other people think of it. And and, and the more you're leaning on other people, the more it's going to But my question is, why'd you do the Dutch auctions? I was worried that too many, I've had people over the last four years want to invest in me, Mike, in a way that you can't imagine. Really special, wealthy, credible, nice people. I got very scared that a lot of them, and there's been a lot of them, would see this project for what it was, which was an incredible way to invest in all my capabilities. And I was scared that they were gonna price out all of my community. And so I capped it and it's worked out exactly the way I wanted. When I go into my Discord and I see people in there sitting with a V friend and I know what's it, in the same fucking way that you sat there 13 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, a year or two in and saying one day, I fucking know that VFriends is gonna be fucking huge. Disney, fucking, fucking Scooby-Doo, fucking Harry Potter, Hello Kitty. I will not rest until these characters mean a lot in popular culture. And now, now that my original, I feel like everybody in my community, my email, my social, I've given them a chance. Now, with the 20% that are still left on vfriends.com, and I'm still pissed you don't own a name. We're gonna fight about this. Dude. I know you don't know how to buy NFTs. Um, uh, people, but, but now that I've given them all a chance, now, next week, I'll go to wealthy friends and really speak to them one-on-one and say, let me tell you what I'm gonna actually do these next 20 years and why I'd like you to buy and with the price of Ethereum right now being, you know, I mean, it's an incredible opportunity. I'm just incredibly pumped how I did it. I left money on the table, yes. but I have a royalty. So I left money on the table to make sure I took care of my community, but now I'm gonna go to work. Like the fact that I know somebody who had $6,000 bought one for 3,000 and one day is gonna sell it to somebody I know that's super wealthy. Like I'm, I can't tell you this Robin Hood-like game that I've been playing in my head but I feel incredible today. And the fact that there's still about 20% of the inventory on the original website and you can buy it, excites the shit out of me because it feels like whoever really believes in me is gonna benefit. And you probably feel this about your original, you must feel incredible knowing that some people bought your shit early on and now are making incredible life-changing money for themselves because of the collateral impact. That's what I'm gonna do at scale. Oh, 100%. I had a buddy who bought one for a thousand bucks and sold it for 200,000 bucks and like got all of his debt. And it's just like, one of the reasons I held back so many tokens and then stamped them GOO, Gary originally owned, is because I'm going to give them to my sister and my other friends who are going to, it's going to be game changing for them. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? 
Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, Hi, Gary. Thanks for all the business and life lessons you talk about and explain very well. Your words are always encouraging as I'm in the early stages of building an NFT business. I'm much further along because of listening to your podcasts. Thank you so much, Gary. Sincerely, Marcus. Thank you so much, Marcus, for that amazing review. And to anybody listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.